Hello and welcome to this Tech Blast episode, the series delivering 15-minute overviews of an issue in the lab and the solutions available to help you through it. I'm Beatrice Bowlby, Biotechnique's Assistant Editor and host of today's podcast. In this episode, supported by BioRad, we will be discussing multiplex PCR methods, their challenges and advantages, and the tools being developed to advance multiplexing capabilities. Our guest today is Marco Bianchi, Product Manager at BioRad Laboratories. Marco, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Beatrice. It's a real pleasure being here. So I hope I will be helpful for everyone having this podcast. Absolutely. So firstly, let's set the scene a bit. Can you please explain what multiplex PCR is and the key technologies used to conduct it? Well, you know, multiplex PCR is a very simple idea. So it's the idea of amplifying two or more targets within the same reaction mix. Why doing this? Well, there are lots of reasons for which you would like to have two or more amplification within the same reaction mix. You want to have more information. You want to compare two or more targets between each other. You want to add a, a control in your reaction just to make sure that what you're doing is proper. How to do it? Well, any PCR, conventional, real-time, digital PCR was ideally driving this idea of multiplexing. The real truth is that uh, the output is not always the same, and that's why digital is making the difference on multiplexing and high-order multiplexing. Brilliant. And what are the most significant applications of this method in science and research, do you think? Well, in terms of application, any quantitative application, by nature itself, there are relative quantification. So think about gene expression, copy number assessment. They are typical quantification that by nature are relative. So they need to be compared with the reference gene, the reference target, with the something that single copy gene, just to make sure that what you're assessing is true. So for this reason, having something that is multiplex capable, it's automatically driving to what is your need. So having a target and having a reference within the same sample. That's the ideal condition. But the same is for absolute quantification sometimes. So you have a typical application like absolute quantification of viral titration, for example. Yeah, good to have it. But when you want to have a proper quantification, you also want to make sure that everything you're doing is proper. Therefore, you need internal controls. So if it is internal control is in the same world, well, it's a multiplex application. Simple. Other typical and new applications that are growing together with the digital PCR are the quantification of, for example, integrity assessment. Uh, I want to amplify a vector and I want to make sure my vector is integer and I just not have a single portion of it. Therefore, I want to have a multiplex application that can address at the same time several different parts of my target, for example, just to make sure that the structure is maintained constant to all the process. That's a perfect example. One of the most and the key applications that was growing with digital PCR has been the rain mutation detection or SNP uh, variant quantification, call it like that, or just the detection of small uh, insertion of the lesion. That is very common in oncology. This is a, a typical application that is by nature relative. So you are quantifying the ratio of a rare mutation compared with the wild type component. So you want to have a relative quantification quantifying both the wild type and the mutant at the same time and have a two independent quantification. Brilliant. And what do you think the main advantages and disadvantages of multiplex PCR are? Let's say advantages is, of course, more information. If I can have more information, 
I'm saving time, I'm saving money, I'm making everything more simple and uh, easy. The consequence is normally one of the advantages some people are not considering is the reduced error or reduced variability. So I'm assessing two or more targets within one single sample pipetting. I'm automatically taking over all of the risk about sampling error, for example. So I'm just having one single pipetting, and from that I can have more information. That means in the replicate, I wouldn't have differences between one pipetting and the other pipetting. It's only one, and I'm getting more information. So it's reducing risk, reducing error. On the other end, we discussed before, we're now looking for rare mutation in complex samples. Uh, liquid biopsy is one of the trending applications for oncology screening. So one of the most important things is this sample are rare sample, precious sample. And you don't want to waste it. You want to get the maximum from a precious sample. So multiplexing is the ideal condition on how to get the best out of a small amount of sample. And then other application, as I was saying, genome editing now, the idea of uh, determining the integrity of a fragment. The multiplexing is the typical application that was facilitating and implementing this kind of application. There are risks. By nature, multiplexing means several reactions occurring within the same well. So if you think about with the traditional PCR or the classic qPCR application, the immediate risk is the resource competition. So every single reaction is occurring within the same well, and they are competing for resources. They are competing for nucleotide. They are competing maybe for primer or target. That's a typical risk of a qPCR. The main advantage is that this has been taken away from digital PCR. Digital PCR means partitioning. And if you partition at the beginning, before amplification, you are automatically eliminating or reducing totally the risk of cross-competition. The other risk, I would say, is just more about the, the, the basics of the biology. Anything that is multiplexing means that you need to make two or more set of primer in the same well or in the same partition. That means you need to have an accurate assay design and you need to have some basics of biology just to make sure that what we are designing is, uh, has been strategically designed since the beginning to be working in multiplexing. But that's the basic of biology, so I would say any good scientist will do it. So what are the main differences between digital PCR methods? As I said, digital PCR itself is about partitioning. How you do this partitioning has been philosophical or scientific decision by every single manufacturer. We choose the idea of partitioning by using emulsion creation in oil. Other companies are using physical-based uh, partitioning, like using support design with several chambers. It's not very important, the idea of how you create a partition. What we think is relevant is that this decision at the beginning has a consequence after all. When then you analyze your data, you're using different methods. If you have a chip-based or a surface-based, you will be taking a picture like a, a CCD camera or something like that. While in our case, we're using a singling procedure to have a single droplet passing through the detector point with photomultiplier. This is making for us the difference in, for example, in the kind of dynamic range. Our detection enables us to have a better, clear uh, detection from positive and negative. And that is also useful when you work in the 2D environment, like I said before, to have a better, clear and separate cluster. 
So this is enabling higher order multiplexing by having better clear cluster. This is one of the main technological differences between technologies. For this, I would like to suggest an important paper that is called Fundamental of Multiplexing with Digital PCR. It's a paper from 2016 from Alexandra Weil, Jim Maggett, and Sven Sonner. That's the perfect example on how digital can really enhance multiplexing compared with any other technology. They are using different kinds of methods like amplitude-based or ratio-based technology. They're also talking about non-discriminating multiplexing. One other advantage of digital is that maybe there are some applications that you don't need to identify exactly your target, but you need to discover that you have one or more potential species that you're looking for. Biorad has developed a new droplet digital PCR technology in the form of its QX600. Can you tell me a bit about this new machine and, and how it's an improvement on previous models? For the QX600, we've been smart enough to keep all the good that we're developing 10 and more year experience with digital PCR. So we started with the same technological idea of the QX200 that has been proved to be the real perfect technology for digital PCR. What we were missing was enhancing and increasing the number of channels to increase our capability. Therefore, instead of having only two color detection, we added more excitation and detection channel. And our QX600 has a six color capability for detection. By using a simple amplitude multiplexing, we are already providing an example of data with 12 target identification in a single well. So even with only six color, we can have 12 target. If you consider combining our QX600 now with the QX Manager software that has been designed for this uh, specific system, we also included in our software all the capabilities that are needed for analyzing this kind of enhanced multiplexing uh, or advanced multiplexing capability. Therefore, you can use uh, amplitude multiplexing, probe-based mixing multiplexing, and let's say enable high-order multiplexing, so going much farther than single six-color but identifying up to 10, 12, how many samples you can think about. The point is, you need to be able to set up the experiment. Do you have any tips for best practice when using the QX600 for multiplex analysis? The main tip is having a good design tool first. Every single assay needs to work properly. That means that uh, the design of the primer and the probe itself is not trivial. Seems to be trivial, seems to be simple. But the more the assay is working properly, the more the result will be simple and easy to interpret. Then, if you are doing a multiplexing experiment or if you are programming a multiplexing experiment, what is important is having a, a proper strategy that you can think about ahead of starting. So a proper idea of what kind of multiplexing strategy are you going to use? Are you going to use amplitude multiplexing or ratio-based multiplexing? That means that you can design differently the prime and the, or the probe positioning, for example. And you can already think about the validation step that you will need. It's easy to, to buy something that is designed as a kit and you can use following the manufacturer instruction. It's not always the same when you design on your own. I can tell you there is a big risk on doing multiplexing analysis. The real risk is that uh, you will like it. Whenever I speak with someone doing multiplexing at a certain point, they discover that it's easier than they were thinking at the beginning. And they start thinking about in terms of multiplexing whenever they think about a new experiment, even if it's not dangerous sometimes. Keep it simple sometimes. It's easy. It's uh, the best suggestion I would, 
I will give it. When I think about application and future application of digital PCR, I always think about them with proper digital PCR and thinking about multiplexing. And sometimes I realize that I could do it with the normal qPCR uh, and it works as well, but yeah, it's more fancy. <laughs> it does sound like a very exciting new tool. So what impact do you see it having on multiplex PCR in the next few years? We've seen so many papers coming out that have shown really the potential, even in applications that we were not thinking since the beginning. Like I said, I was discussing about genius. It's not something that maybe we were thinking at the beginning. We were thinking about multiplexing. We were thinking about the basics, the, the usual multiplexing that uh, we had the request. But the real truth is that the scientists, whenever you add them a capability, they will find a way to trigger it to new applications. So the real truth is that there are already several applications for vaccine development now, stem cell, you know, all of these um, CAR-T technologies that are evolving that are really using a lot of uh, the capability of multiplexing with digital PCR. And we're happy to say that we are open to new applications. Well, Marco, it's been great speaking with you today and learning more about multiplex PCR and specifically how innovative technologies are expanding its capabilities. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Beatrice. It was a pleasure. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to find out more about multiplex PCR, you can check out our InFocus on the technique at www.biotechniques.com. Thank you for listening and goodbye.